You ready? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we're back. We're ready to record. Oh, did you get to say your name? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Do you want to start over? Yeah, let's start over. Okay. Welcome to episode 281 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brian Levin. And I'm Marshall Bach. Welcome back for another episode. We're back in the studio. Mm-hmm. The office. Marshall's office. Yeah, making the podcasts. Uh, we have a fun episode. We've, we're going to do a segment that we haven't done in a long time. I think we only did this once early on when, when we changed the format. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was kind of hard because this is an audio format yeah. and we're talking about a visual format but yeah. we're gonna try it again we're gonna review a side project so i tweeted out last week asking for people uh, who wanted feedback on their side projects to send us links we got lots of links and so what we will do is backlog most of them and uh hopefully if, if the segment if we can get it to work well we'll introduce it and start working through that backlog over the next couple months yep if yours did not get picked today it may get picked in the future do not fret do not worry Before we get into the side project review, we want to thank our sponsor for making this episode possible. Yes, thank you to Abstract for sponsoring this episode. Abstract is the design workflow management system that empowers design teams and stakeholders to seamlessly manage, version, and collaborate on design files. So what is Abstract solving? What is the problem that it's solving? Today, most design teams work on multiple versions of the same file, often duplicating efforts. And because of that, they end up overriding and losing their work. And that sucks every time. Not good. So uh, design teams are still spending a frustrating amount of hours searching for files, exporting stuff from one tool to another, consolidating feedback from multiple sources. And they never really know what changes have been incorporated or what's been approved. So enter abstract. Abstract is end-to-end collaboration. It's everything from versioning design files and storing them, requesting reviews, collecting feedback, presenting work, handing specs off to development. It's everything. It's all built on a platform that works on and offline. Super cool. And beyond assisting with file management, Abstract improves collaboration and transparency between designers and engineers who are implementing their designs. In just two years, Abstract has over 100,000 users. Damn. That's people from uh, companies like Intuit, Zappos, MailChimp, thousands of others across 75 different countries. They all rely on Abstract to improve their design workflows. Today, Abstract seamlessly integrates with Sketch which is the design tool of choice for many product designers. And in 2019, Abstract will continue to roll out support for additional design file types from the Adobe suite and beyond. So just go to goabstract.com and sign your team up for a 30-day free trial, and you can be entered to win a $500 credit towards your business plan. All you got to do is tweet at goabstract or at designdetailsfm, which is us, and include the phrase, improve my design workflow. So just send that to us, and uh, you'll be entered in that contest. You could get $500 for that business plan. Get $500 for a tweet. You're basically Kylie Jenner. So do yourself a favor. Go over to goabstract.com. Check out the site. It's actually a really cool site just to look through, but you can learn a lot more about the product there. And uh, yeah, thank you to Abstract for sponsoring this week's episode. We really appreciate it. And it's a really cool product. So Yes, indeed. Thank you very much, Abstract. All right, Marshall, we're ready. We're ready. And and this week we have a lean, lean episode. Mm. 
follow up none news nothing happened this in slash a <laughs> nothing of significance that we saw happened this week in design news to be fair we weren't paying a whole lot of attention yes but what we were paying attention to was your responses to one of brian's tweets brian would you like to set this up for us let's do it all right so uh I think a useful exercise here is to help people get feedback on their side projects, help share those side projects with other people who are interested in design. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully what I think Marsh and I are aiming to do is talk about the product in a way that you might hear people talk about a product in a critique session. And maybe mm -hmm. there's something useful, not only for the person who made this, but hopefully for other people that can listen and, and look along at the same time and say like, oh, I disagree with Marshall or I agree with Marshall or I only agree with Brian because he has superior insight. You sure. know, things like this. Yeah, yeah. In your mind's eye, picture a conference room. Or a home office. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm painting a picture here, Brian. Go okay. with me. We're in a conference room and our good friend, I'm going to mess up the pronunciation of your name, Sandor. I'm very sorry. But our good friend, Sandor Guris. Guris? Sounds right to me. Uh, link to uh, Sandor's Twitter in the show notes. Sandor sends us a side project called Steady Habit. So, Marshall, we're in a conference room. Sandor walks in, he says, I want some feedback on this, and he throws up uh, the URL steady-habit.com. So you're at steadyhabit.com, and Sandor says, I'm looking for feedback. Specifically, Sandor says, uh, first, does the value proposition of Steady Habit make sense? Do we understand that what the app does based on the description and the visuals provided? And then uh, once we get into the app, does the app itself make sense? From the first time experience, do we know how to uh, add and manage habits? We'll get into that in a second. So from the first uh, point here, does the value proposition make sense to understand what this app is? Yeah, I think you have a, a good name for the app. Like Steady Habit is a good name for what it is you're trying to do. Self-descriptive, yeah. To, to be fair, we have both gone through the website, the app store, the, the app itself, used it for a bit and, and, and conferred. And uh, so we have knowledge of what this actually is going into it. So so we know what it's supposed to be. And you do a pretty good job of, of setting it up by saying this is an app called Steady Habit. It's a simple way to create impactful routines. That's a nice, concise way of summing up what the app does. So good job so far. Website. Hyphen. Ah, uh, yeah. Hyphens in the URL stuff. No super big fan on the hyphen. Maybe steady, steadyhabitapp.com. Steadyhabit is .app a domain, a TLD. Yeah, apps a yeah, TLD. Steadyhabit.app, something like that. I would avoid the hyphen because like, it's hard to read. It's hard to tell people. Steadyhabit.com. Yeah. Anyways, initially landing on the page right here I think is very good. However, Brian, you noticed something right off the bat. Yeah, uh, you've told me what it is, but I don't know what to do. So on the website, we get a headline and a, a subheading, and then there's a photo of your app icon, uh, which if you click it, it does go to the app store, but it looks like a marketing image. It's like a very beautiful presentation. It's sitting next to other app icons, uh, but it's not clear that this is what I need to click on to actually get the app. So first things first is... Just give me a CTA at the top that says, get the app. You have a, um, a hover, a way to, uh, there's a little shadow that appears when you hover over it, but my guess is most people will be on their phones checking it because this is an iPhone app. So my guess is they'll be on their iPhone. There is no hover on iPhone, so it isn't even obvious that this is a tappable thing. If I did tap it, I would expect to go to a lightbox view of this picture or something yeah. like that. Put a big fat 
available in Apple App Store button there. Yep. So the second thing we noticed was the home page is fine. Uh, it's got a bunch of images of the app. Um, but it reads like a blog post. And what happens when you get to the bottom is you have this list that says, what makes study habits unique? Uh, first of all, I think there's some typos and weird things going on. You said yeah. study habits is in uh, camel case. Yeah, it's one word. It's study habits, plural. So there's some mismatch there. Elsewhere, you yeah, it's plural. Elsewhere, you have a space between the two. So yeah, tighten up. But anyways, you have this bullet point list of what makes study habit unique. Put that at the top. Put that at the top. People love to scan lists. People remember bullet points better than they remember uh, paragraphs of text. Seven weird ways you can use this app. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Seven weird ways to keep better habits. And here's the seven. I was mostly making like a listicle joke, but yeah. No, yeah, I, I'm with you. It works. Yeah, yeah. it works. It works. Um, and you have that at the bottom in like a smaller font size than the the download links. I don't know. I think the page is pretty, but it doesn't actually get people to download the app. It feels like an annotated slideshow. Like you took the slides from a slideshow and then put the yes. thing that you would say about that slide and text under the slides. Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah, up top, like before I even scroll, I want to see what the app looks like, whether that's an icon or the, you know, like the, the landing page of the app itself. Give me the title, give me the subtitle. You did both of those things, like the lead. Uh, and give me a big fat CTA to the app store. Like those are the things I want to see. And then immediately under that should be the value prop. Like give me those bullet points and then get into more detail after that. Show me more screens, et cetera. But like that stuff should all happen before I even scroll. Yep. Cool. All right. So let's assume we're back in the conference room. We've pulled up the website now. Let's jump into the app. So we scroll all the way to the bottom. We see uh, the button finally that says download on the app store. We click it and we land on the app store page. Also, that whole thing is an image instead of it just being the button. It's like the button couched in an image and you click on the whole image and it takes you there. I would, I would have the standalone button. It actually stand because it's such a, a high contrast button being black on your white background. I think it would stand out a lot better than being black on this black background image. Give you some contrast there so people it pops out to people's eyes. Yeah. Make it pop. As much as we hate to admit it, uh, yeah. Big buttons get clicked. Make the logo bigger. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, though. <laughs> All right. We're on the App Store page. Uh, we know how this looks. We're on our computers, but we know how this looks on, on the iPhone App Store preview. So, Marshall, tell me about the preview here. Is this a compelling description? Is there anything new here as far as the screenshots or anything that you would add feedback on? Yeah. So you're... The the subtitle, like the, the description of the app is different between the website and the App Store. I think there is a character count limit on the App Store. I think it's 30 characters. So you have a slightly more con concise version of it here. Simple habit tracking. Steady habits, still the name. Space, two capital letters. Uh, but yeah, simple habit tracking. I wonder if those should be unified in some way. Yeah, if you can use the copy, like you're already using the imagery to draw this line from the website to the app store and then eventually to the app. But if you can do that with copy as well, so people read the same thing over and over again, mm -hmm. it builds a much more cohesive story of like, okay, this is what I'm getting into versus them having to reinterpret it on every surface that they encounter your app. Mm -hmm. I think you would benefit from having a video here. Uh, right now there's only four screenshots. I think you could do a little screen recording um, and it would benefit you pretty heavily here. A lot of people click on those are more likely to tap on those than they would be to tap on the other things. Um, just regular static screenshots. Plus you can show much more. You can have music. You can you know, add some personality and some whimsical, whimsicality, whimsy, whimsy, <laughs> whimsy, whimsical, whimsicalification. Yep. The icon looks good here. Although after I downloaded the app, 
one thing I noted on the the app icon is that it has a white border. I didn't notice it on the white background of the app uh, the app store itself, but once I downloaded my 100% black background made apparent that white border on the on the icon and it stood out as maybe not the best thing. I would probably go full bleed here. What do you think, Brian? I'm not an app icon designer, but I had the same reaction as it, it just didn't feel like it fit into my iOS app universe. Like I don't think I know of any apps that have a border like that, which is good if you want to stand out, but I think you can stand out in other ways, which maybe actually brings us to the next point, which is uh, the actual design of what's inside that border, which for people who have been on iOS for a while, it looks like the calculator icon, almost exactly like it. So anyways, I'm, I'm no app icon designer, but I think I would just point out like the icon is standing out in an uncomfortable way. And then what is contained within that is misleading. It's misleading of what the app actually is. Like I see that grid of buttons and I would accidentally tap that if it was next to a calculator. If app. that was next to the calculator, I'd have to think twice yeah, yeah. before I tapped on one of the icons. Yep. Um, so yeah, you might be making a promise that you you don't keep inside the app. With all of the screenshots and everything, I don't think you have to worry about people being misled. But this the icon itself, as a as the face of the app yeah. on the on the home screen, doesn't feel like what's inside of it, in my opinion. I just imagine an app like this or an app icon for something like this is really really hard to design because yeah. now that I mentioned, I you know there's no borders. I look at the things icon and they have the things has that blue border around their icon, but Every app like this is just a check mark, and I think that's pretty generic. And I th- I can see how you've tried to avoid just a check mark for your app app icon, which would make sense. Uh, but then you're generic in another way. So I don't know. I, there's you could spend some time here. I think. Yeah, I think. I mean, the to, to apologize for the things app icon. I think it's a little bit skeuomorphic. Actually, it's trying to replicate an actual inbox with sheets in it. It's just yes. a top-down view. If you look at the uh, Mac yeah, version, yeah, yeah. it's a angled with misaligned border radius. Oh fuck, man. Yeah, that <laughs> that bothers me. It bothers me every day. Okay. Okay. So now we're in the Let's app. jump forward. We we have uh, we're convinced, uh, Sandor. So we've downloaded Steady Habit. And By the way, it's free. No in-app purchases. It's just fucking free. Which yeah. Me. So we should intervene at this point, listeners. If you want to follow along now, just open the. We have a link to the show notes in the show notes to the app. The app mm-hmm. is free. Download it. It's beautiful. It's great. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. All right, Marshall. Uh, first impressions. You open the app. This feels very stock. Like this feels. This feels like an iOS like dark mode. This feels like clock. This yeah. feels like compass. You know, it's yeah. It just feels like a stock app, which, which is a good for, thing. Yeah, for me, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I think if you good. say it's, it's stock, that could come across as like mm-hmm. not good. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is stock in the best way possible. It feels mm-hmm. native. Like I'm opening something that I know exactly what I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything is using UIKit. Is my guess. Everything is using UI kit, like basic components, which is like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm going to get. This all feels very familiar, which I think, yeah, from, from a design standpoint, from a usability standpoint, when people land on your app for the first time, actually, we forgot something, which is your onboarding screen, right? Uh, which also feels just like an Apple onboarding yeah. screen, which yeah. is, is good. Uh, if I didn't know better, I might think that Apple, this was like an Apple app. Yeah. Which is a good thing. <laughs> it felt like a splash screen to a new feature if I opened the Apple Watch app or mm-hmm. something. It's totally. Like, oh, you're educating me about the Apple Watch. You got the, yep. the dark the dark theme, the orange. Cool. Mm-hmm. This looks like Apple. Yeah, this is the inverted light mode. Yeah, the dark right. mode using orange instead of blue and shades of gray and black. Yeah, feels very good. So let's talk about how some of this stuff looks specifically. The empty state of the 
to-do screen. Like, there's only one screen, really. There's only one thing there. So the empty state is a little bit bare bones. It has some text that I don't want to read and nobody else will want to read. But within that text, it says, it gives you direction where to tap on the screen, which typically I wouldn't... Oh, sorry, I'm talking about usability now. But typically I wouldn't want that. I would some, would want something more evocative of a of an action and what the this state will look like once I actually get it populated well. Yeah, I think the note that we took here was your empty state says go press the buttons that are elsewhere in the UI instead of just having a button where I'm already reading. Um, So I think our first suggestion there is, let's just get into usability and visuals will come up as we go. Yeah, your empty state, the first thing you want people to do is to add their first habit to get that ball rolling. So Mm -hmm. just put a big button in the middle that says add add your first thing and then maybe a secondary button for view suggestions. And I would even argue that that add button should stay pinned to the bottom of every list for every day. Like you should always be able to add. It should be diminished. It should look not as strong as the actual tasks that you have in the list, but it would be nice to keep it below. That way I don't have to reach all the way up to that plus button if I want to add something. I think once you get into a decent state in the app where you've added all the things that you want to add, it becomes less useful. Yeah, right. So there is that argument. But certainly on an empty state, you should have a big fat call to action that says tap here to add a task. So that being said, uh, you do mention to people that they can tap the suggestions button below. So the bottom in place of where a tab bar would be in a normal iOS app, you have toolbar. Just, yeah. Sorry, fuck toolbar. A tab bar or toolbar. They oh, okay. them, a footer. I always mix those up. A footer surface of some sort. You know what I mean. Uh, along the footer, uh, there's a button for suggestions, which is great. So you tap suggestions and you get this sort of pre-organized uh, list of here is you know some exercise habits you could add some nutrition habits, some personal development habits. So this is perfect. This is what you want people to get into because people are often, uh, they're going to hit an empty form field of like, oh shit, he wants me to type something. Yeah, how do I start? How do I start? Um, So just taking care of that for people is is great. Uh, And the suggestions are all generic enough that I think they're going to have wide appeal to most people. Uh, For example, spark an idea in somebody. Go for a short walk, uh, drink two liters of water, like these are things everybody should be doing. And so it would be very trivial for somebody to to see that and think, oh, good suggestion, I'll add it. Mm-hmm. So then you click on the add button. What do you do? <laughs> you hover your mouse over the add button, <laughs> double click, right click from the context menu, select open a new tab. Just kidding. All right, so you tap. Can we have a quick aside here <laughs> about saying click, click for on phones a phone? Yes, I know, for, I know, I know, computers. I know, I know. It bothers me so much. I never correct anybody about it because it doesn't fucking matter, but it bothers me all the time. Like, it should bother you, but also we're on our computers looking at a phone as well. So, Well, I feel like for a long time, everybody said click. Like when, when uh, smartphones first came out, it's just like click, click, click. Nobody said tap. And eventually tap started to take over to the point where people would be talking about their computer and say, yeah, just tap here, tap there, when they really meant click. And tap became the most prominent verb. Does it matter to you? Does it bother you when people say the opposite? It bothers me when I am wrong about it and it gets pointed out. Mm-hmm. And, re- and recorded for <laughs> and all recorded eternity. for posterity yes yeah okay sorry aside over i just wanted to, i just wanted to call it i think it's interesting that it's kind of flipped yeah no i agree and you still managed to fuck it up anyways continue <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're on the suggestion screen and uh, i want to tap to add a suggestion so my expectation when i see this add button to the right of each of these list items would be that it would bring up some sort of modal present modal from the bottom 
or it would just say added or something like that, right? I don't know if it would give me a little toast notification saying thing added or whatever, but um, what actually happens is it dismisses this suggestions modal, brings up the other edit modal for whatever suggestion I've decided to add, and allows me to get into the edit mode for that and hit done. And then it drops me directly into the today view, right? Into the to, yeah. to the task view so for today. I feel like I can see the flow that Sandor is going for here is you want to add that first thing, make sure that the settings are right. For example, how many days you, you want to be doing that thing? I do want to work out, but I don't want to work out on Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. I want to do it on different days. So let me add that and don't make me like go back into it. Blah, blah, blah. Makes yeah. sense. Totally get it. You, then you land back in, in the like home screen of the app and you're, you're on your way. Mm-hmm. However, it's very frustrating for people who want to just add a few of these at once you're you have such good suggestions i would want to yeah. go through and go like oh yeah read a book before bed cool yeah exercise at home sure but instead i get this roadblock of having to go through the edit screen and then going back into the suggestion screen from the today view every single time which yeah. makes it hard to add multiple of these great suggestions that you're making so we don't want to be prescriptive in what you should do however we some ideas what we would expect right but like my first expectation when when i go through a flow like this would be to just have it say added and if you want to allow the person to edit it change the add button to an edit button so change the text and then i can go into that edit yeah. modal but otherwise i can just continue going down the list yeah add changes to edit give me like a, a haptic and a check mark to mm-hmm. to confirm that i did it and then mm-hmm. b- replace the call to action with a edit yeah exactly yeah. Flash the cell, do something, right? right? And then, if I want to, I, from this screen, I can go into the edit for edit mode for any of those things. And then, once I finally dismiss the suggestions modal, which has never which has never dismissed and dropped me onto the today view during this flow, then I'm done, and all of those edits turn back into ads. Or actually, what you should probably do is cross-reference the user's task list with your suggestions, and if any of them share the exact same title keep the edit button in that list so I can see which ones I've already added and have easy access to it from there, even if it's elsewhere in the, like on a different day. Right. The second uh, piece of feedback came up. So let's assume we want to add our first habit, right, Marshall? Um, So Mm -hmm. we click add on one of these suggestions. It opens up a modal where you can change the title. You can configure the repetition of that habit. Uh, It shows you how many times you've completed it. And then there's a a notes field and the notes Mm -hmm. placeholder says that it's optional. Um, so for me, for my first time going through this, uh, again, it's a suggestion. Like, I don't know that I'm necessarily going to edit this here. It feels like just an unnecessary extra step. But then the things underneath also add a little bit of confusion for me. So specifically the notes field. So I don't know why I would want notes on something like this. Um, you mark it as optional. So I think it's not important. But even just the word notes is confusing. Is it notes for me? Where will I where will I see these notes in the future? Can you give me an example use case of what a note attached to a task or, or yeah, a habit would be used for? And just to test it out, I typed something in the notes field and then I added my first habit and that note doesn't appear anywhere until I go back to edit it. So I think from the adding flow for me, it could just be simplified or if you want these features, I'm sure you didn't just add notes for zero reason, like you had to code that and it took work Mm -hmm. so help me understand as a user what the point is yeah another thing i would say on this add habit modal i would say the repeat cell when i when i tap on repeat it takes me to a subsequent pushed screen and i have to hit back when i'm done 
I would actually prefer this to expand inline like a date picker or something. Like imagine when you're adding a calendar event or something, you tap on the date and it expands the cell below it and you can choose it. When you're done, you just tap that initial cell again and it closes back up. I would kind of want that that way. I don't have to swipe back or do anything. I don't have to go down a level. I can just do everything. And actually by doing that, it puts the, it's fits law. It puts those things closer to my thumb instead of them also being top top aligned in their own view and being further from my thumb. So yeah, expand in place, maybe. Yeah. I know that's harder to, to achieve than just pushing a view, but yep. it would make it nicer. And then you then you have a single screen. You never leave this one screen. And and right now that's the only reason you would ever leave this screen is to go down that one level for for choosing the days that it repeats. Right. The one uh, other thing before we leave this view is if you do make changes and you hit cancel, you lose those changes. No warning, no nothing. Yeah, which isn't a huge deal because you're not doing a whole lot of work on the screen except for configuring the days. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that somebody might not want to either repeat or or try and remember what they did the last time if they lost their progress. So uh, just confirm before canceling. Yeah, do a discard changes prompt, kind yeah. of a yeah alert. Action, action sheet or something. Are you sure you want to delete? Or all all changes you've made will be deleted. Okay, and in that case, don't do a yes no. Do a discard and cancel. Yeah, discard primary action in red. Right? Or yeah, like discard or Destructive keep editing. action. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that way, because, yeah, usually you don't want to do a yes, no, because then people have to, like, read the question and make sure that they're doing the right yeah, <laughs> binary yeah, the button, answer. The button should uh, repeat button what should, is going to happen. Is yeah. the action. Yeah, the button text is the action. Right. Um, okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. So you've added a couple things. We're back on the home view. Tell me a little bit about what you see now, Marshall. So hopefully everyone following along is doing the same thing. But we're back in the home view. We've added a couple things. And what's there to do at this point? So at this point, you can tap on the cell in the main part of the cell, or you can tap on the check mark to the right. There's a little circle that implies that there's a radio button there. Tapping on the main body of the cell takes you back into the edit mode, which I think is the right way to do this. And tapping on the check mark, or sorry, tapping on the empty radio button fills it in with a check mark. This all makes sense. There is no tap and hold to drag and reorder here. You have to tap the edit button in the top left. And when you do that, there's no delete action for any of these things, which is a common uh, pattern that normally when you go into a reorder state, there's also a delete icon icon to the far left. That isn't present here. I probably would do that. Or I'd get rid of the edit button altogether and just have drag to reorder be the way that you would reorder. I think it's probably a an uncommon action so having it be less discoverable that less discoverable is probably less of a big deal but that's my personal preference because that getting rid of the edit button allows you another space for some sort of action which could be brian yeah so uh the second part of this interface is the calendar view and so along the top you have this swipeable calendar a couple quick notes on that i think from a visual point of view, there's just some quick wins here as far as like you can literally just copy iOS calendars for building a a familiar calendar interface it's that's like this. It's already so close. It's so close. So for example, um, a circle colored background, like an orange circle behind the current day. And when you select a different day, 
today would remain orange text and the selected day would have a new colored background that Probably is not white. orange white and then there's just like some small type typographic hierarchy things you could change like the day of the week initial being smaller than the day of the week numeral so a couple small things yeah font sizes nothing huge yeah but so what happened when we started playing around was we scrolled back through you know i want to check out last week i want to look at what i did yesterday and the second you scroll that calendar view, it becomes immediately confusing where you are spatially in time. Because it's paginated. It's paginated. So I don't know, do I, oh shit, do I get left? Do I go right? So our, again, tr- not trying to be prescriptive here, but the solution to this would be to have some sort of indicator that says, okay, you're not looking at this week. And then uh, an, a button that you can press that says like jump back to today. Which could go where that Which edit button could go, go where that edit button is. So as soon as you scroll or actually it could just be persistent. But anytime uh, you tap that today button, it would scroll that calendar back and select today. So that's just an idea. Uh, but the calendar, it, it looks fine. I think just some of the visuals make it a little bit confusing and, and not obvious where I am. And then once you do start scrolling, it, it becomes hard to know where you are in space and time. So I'm unstuck from time, Brian. I'm floating in the ether. Yeah. So I think there's also a very frustrating thing here, which if we're comparing what we see here to the calendar app, calendar has nailed. And obviously, we're not expecting you to. <laughs> this is a side project. We should set some expectations. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I think in a habit tracking app like this, it would be pretty common to want to swipe between days. Yeah, so I'd expect a, a, a horizontal swipe anywhere on the body. I, I, I think probably the reason that you didn't include the delete action in the edit mode of the list view is that you probably want people to add routines and not delete them. So it's a, a discouraged action to delete things. If that's the case, then you don't have to worry about swipe to delete on any of your task items, in which case you now have left and right swiping as a new gesture that you can use, which I would obviously use to go back and forth between days. It mirrors the axis that your calendar is on, on the top of the screen with the, with the week from left to right. So having the screens each day be laterally aligned makes sense. Left is the past, right is the future. And right now it just feels kind of broken that I can't swipe back left and right. So yeah, I think you have an entire an entire gesture there that you you could implement. You might have this a lot of these things that we're about to say you probably have in mind already and you're like, yeah, yeah I want to yeah. add that. Yeah, I want to add that. So ignore us if we're telling you something you already know, but uh, these are our suggestions. Speaking of suggestions. Yeah, let's get into uh, this is just our ideas because we were both really impressed with the app. Uh, it does the thing that it's supposed to do. So here's just some of the things that we immediately wanted as we started using. What could you do in the future? What could you do in the future? Um, so immediately what came to mind for me was I don't want to open this app every time I log something. I want a very, very quick way to do that. So a today widget in the today view of ios i know this is on your to-do list already to to implement this but i would look forward to something like that yeah that's a super obvious thing to do i'm sure you've already thought of it but that would make this far more useful if i could just do a swipe and a tap to to mark something off another easy way to allow people to mark things off another nice addition would be to add a notification per task so you could say not only what days i this thing pops up as a to-do but also I guess they're not to-dos, they're 
their tasks. I don't know. Habits. 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 Yeah, sure. So on the day that this habit shows up, maybe I want it to show up at a specific time because that's when I do that habit. And this is probably in line with what you're thinking as the goal of the app is to get people in in a regular habit of doing things. And the best way to do that is to have a, a specific time for that particular task. Drink a liter of water before checking email. That, mm-hmm. that notification should come at nine in the morning every yeah. day or something like that. And I, I work out when I get home from work. So set that for six o'clock. Remind me at six o'clock. Right. Also, yeah. And, and this is just another way of helping get people into your app without having to tap on the icon because you want to be on the home screen. You want to be on people's first home screen, not in a folder, not buried anywhere, but probably you're going to be buried somewhere regardless of what your app is. Like you're probably going to be buried somewhere. So being able to surface yourself through notifications or through the Today widget is a great way for to allow access without people having to be forced to make the decision of whether or not you, you belong on the home screen. Right. The second thing that came to mind was when you get people actually tapping on, okay, I've done this today, I did this yesterday, and you start building up this log of these habits over time. Obviously, people want a way to see that. So charts. We already know this is on your list. But yeah, charts, charts and analytics and mm-hmm. metrics showing me when I'm doing good, when I'm doing bad, how I'm doing relative to previous periods, how I'm doing relative to the total number of tasks set for that day, uh, and showing those trends over time uh, is going to come up. And I think that's going to be super useful for people to understand, like, how am I doing, right? Am I, mm-hmm. follow, am I building a habit? Yeah, and which leads right into the idea of gamification of, like, if I successfully do something for an entire week, like, reward me with, with a picture. <laughs> like, give me a gift or something, like, yeah. a simple notification or confetti or whatever. Like, give me some some feel good. Give me them dopamines. Yeah, I think the Activity app does this pretty perfectly with uh, the rings. People are slaves to the rings. I don't know if there's another sort of metaphor, like or not metaphor, but like a, yeah. a me- mechanic like that that you could have where people are filling up a progress bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second thing they do, which is Things cool, is like this on their on their iPhone app. Things? It's like a bar. Yeah, if you use the iPhone widget, oh, um, the complication, it, it has a, a bar that fills, and it's all relative to how oh, many yeah. tasks you have that day. Which Yeah, that's when nice. That, when that bar is full, it feels good. It feels really good. Uh, but I also like that the activity app gives you challenges based on things you're already doing so i think every month they do community challenges so mm-hmm. I, I don't know what february's is or january's is like you know fill your rings five times a week for the month of january or something mm-hmm. like that like little challenges are cool and then making that social so even building social into the suggestions here is like here's here's the app's suggestions for habits but also here's just the most popular habits of yeah. all people who have ever created a habit or here's the habits most people fail or here's the habits most people succeed at Mm, like posing that as a challenge here's what people suck at doing but it looks like a habit you should have Mm -hmm. let's see if you can beat the average Mm -hmm. person that'd be cool yeah get seven hours of sleep a night (laughs) yeah in your dreams (laughs) i I can do that (laughs) see what i did there with the in your dreams dreams? that's nice thank you Cool. So we've got uh, graphs and history. We've got gamification. We've got reminders and notifications, streaks, all this kind of stuff. That's a lot of UI that's going to be ending up in your application. Where's all this UI going to go, Marshall? Mm, uh, You could replace that suggestions footer with a tab bar. Yeah. Room for expansion. I imagine you probably already have this in mind. But yeah, if you if you move suggestions into the list itself as a permanently last item, along with like add an item, uh, now you get a whole footer. Put, make that a tab bar. Put everything that you have today. I'm making puns on accident. Put everything that you have today on a today tab, 
this today view. And then you could have a, an analytics tab. You could have a settings tab where uh, you could have an, a lot of extra things for each of these things. Notification settings, reminder settings, cloud, dark mode. cloud sync to the web app that you're going to build, to the Mac app that you're going to build, all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah, and give me that light dark mode. Give me that light dark mode. Yeah, I think you're already following the dark guidelines as far as the iOS HIG is concerned. Like grays and orange, like that translates perfectly to... It depends on if you want to maintain the orange kind of branding of the app. Like if the app is a dark mode app and orange is your color, like your key color, then maybe you would want to maintain it in the light mode. That's an interesting question because usually the reason that Apple uses orange in the dark mode is it has as much contrast against black as blue has against white. Mm -hmm. And if you literally do an invert colors, you end up with, with orange from that blue. So when you go into light mode, orange doesn't have as much contrast against the white. Makes me wonder if you'd want to go blue and totally change the look of the app. On a, st- a standard stock iOS Apple-made app, this would be perfectly normal. Like, for example, clock never goes light, right? The yeah. clock app never goes yeah. light. So that's an interesting... If you do add a light mode, that's an interesting debate to have amongst yourself. Uh, what do you think, Brian? Does this not matter to you? I don't think it matters too much. I think people uh, people are going to ask for a light mode, and then you'll just have to decide if orange is your brand color or if that is just a a byproduct of the user interface like mechanics and you can choose a different primary color. I, I guess it's up to you. Yeah. But your app icon already has the, the exactly. orange dot. So I feel mm-hmm. like you're going that way of orange is the, the branding. I don't think your website quite captures that. Um, and so you can always know. start by in dark mode by default, right? Yeah, yeah. Start in darker mode so by they, default. So they know what it looks like if they change the view. It's or theirs. just get ahead of the curve because we, you know, if iOS 13 has light and dark mode, then you can just fit into the user's, like, OS mm-hmm. preference. Write a couple lines of code and change it. Oh, yeah, that's all it is. Just a couple lines of code yeah, and you're just, done. You click an Xcode. This you is so easy, click Sandor. Click a little checkbox in Xcode and everything <laughs> changes, right? Look how, how much, look how much we've helped you make this so much better. Mm-hmm. You have to do no work now. I expect changes tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, that's it for me, Marshall. I think we're through our list of suggestions and usability feedback. Yeah, so we, I mean, that, that was a lot of stuff that we had to say, but I think the main takeaway here is that this is good. No need to to Rigby. Like, this is actually really good. A couple tweaks, some ideas for the future, most of which you've probably already thought of yourself. And probably way beyond. He's he's uh, five levels ahead of us. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. D- please do not be discouraged by, by any of this feedback. I think we are picking nits. And when you're at the point where you're picking nits, that's, that means you're in a good state. Yeah. Yep, that's my... Uh... My like overall feedback as well as this is good. The the website is fine. The branding, it, it, maybe there's not a whole lot of branding yet, but I can see that being developed. But from a usability point of view, from uh, feeling native to the platform, like you've just nailed everything. Um, I think there's just small usability wins, some things that will help people download the app and use it more that you could start thinking about, uh, which we talked about on the web design and, and the app store preview and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Overall, great stuff. Listeners, uh, that's called Steady Habit, and uh, you should go download it. It's free. This is made by Sandor Giris. We'll have a link to his website, his dribble. Uh, Sandor's doing great work as well on uh, on his day job. This is just a side project. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have links to all of his socials in the show notes. You should follow him and, and see what's up. Let us know if you enjoyed this segment, too, if it, if it made sense to you. Uh, we'll try to, to do things that are easily accessible to people so you don't have to buy any apps or, or do anything special. It's just like uh, exactly like this. It's a free app that you can download and 
No in-app purchases, no nothing. Follow along with the podcast. What do you think? Do you think this is a good segment? Do you think we missed anything that we should have recommended to Sandor? Is there a... Is there more to be said? Let us know. Yeah, yeah. This is this is tough, but it feels like such a good thing to do. Uh, just capturing this in audio form is hard mm-hmm. for people that are listening on a commute or something like that. But we want to make it better and, and hopefully figure out how to do this in a way that's useful for people building side projects and want not only maybe a little bit of exposure, but some genuine product and design insights or, or feedback, I guess. Not insights, feedback. Yeah, yeah. And again, these are just our thoughts. This <laughs> is not necessarily the right thing to do. And feel free to ignore uh, our suggestions. The opinions um, that are, are our own and do not reflect the opinions of Google Incorporated or GitHub Incorporated of subsidiary of Microsoft. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> small text, small text, small text. <laughs> fine print, fine print. <laughs> Cool, Marshall. Well, first of all, thanks, Sandor, for sending that in and yes, letting thank us you so much and letting us uh, hopefully, you know, not rip into your work but deconstruct it. Um, it was a lot of fun. And there was a lot of people who sent stuff in, and we we looked through a lot of things, and it all looks pretty dang good. So I'm looking forward to doing more doing more of these. Hopefully, people like it, and we can uh, continue the side project review thing. Same here. Cool. All right, Marshall, let's wrap up. Did you find something cool this week? Okay, so my cool thing this week is actually a little proxy news thing. Not a YouTube channel? And it's not a YouTube channel. Not a video game? What? (laughs) Sorry to disappoint. Yeah, nothing to do with video games or YouTube. Uh, It's to do with Matifers. I got Invisalign, which I, I had braces back in high school, which made me the coolest kid of all time. Oh, yeah. As you can imagine, just fighting away friends. And But at some point in my 20s, I stopped wearing my retainer, which meant that my teeth moved. Nothing crazy, but enough to, like, bother me. So, yeah, I just got Invisalign uh, about a week ago, and I've been wearing my retainers every day for a week, and my teeth fucking hurt. (laughs) I forgot how badly it makes your teeth hurt when they're moving. It's like a deep, it's a deep sore. It's just yeah. real in there. It's yeah. an ache. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I can't close my mouth normal anymore. <sighs> my teeth, so my bite is different. It oh, fucking, no. I, fucking, yeah. I guess it's not a cool thing. But the, <laughs> the thing itself is cool because I don't have metal in my mouth. I just got these little nubbins on some of my teeth to, to help you know, as anchors yeah. for, the, for the plastic. But they, they pop out and in pretty easily. And they're not super obvious. Like... I had them on when you came in and you didn't notice. Yeah, I didn't notice. Yeah. Invisalign is going to save a lot of future children's middle and high school Ugh. like social lives. Oh, man. If camera technology was where it is today back then, <sighs> there would be oh, so boy. many pictures of me with braces. Some and rough oh, photos. Oh, rough oh, photos no. floating on the webs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, this is something I, like I'm pretty thankful for regularly is that social media and... <laughs> camera technology was not anywhere near where it is today back when i was a teenager because yeah there'd be so much so many blunder years recorded all right that's my cool thing cool my cool thing is uh, removing your tifers are moving Uh my tifers are moving but in a different way where are Uh, they going they're going to new york city new york city (laughs) the big snapple this is uh yeah just a cool news update but gonna be moving to new york at the end of february well it's cool but sad yeah, I'm I'm not too super happy about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I'm quite torn on it. I'm gonna miss our movie nights. I'm gonna miss friends. I'm gonna miss uh, a lot of things about San Francisco. Doggy dates. Doggy dates and bringing taco over. Anywho, uh, just uh, an update for people who care, which might not be anybody except for you, Marshall. But uh, I'll be in New York <laughs> at the end of February. So if you are listening and you're in New York, it'd be cool to meet up and say hi. I'm gonna be making a lot of new friends in a new city, and so that will that would be useful. So uh, are you gonna be there forever? 
Are you coming back? Yeah, forever. Probably till the heat death of the universe. That's a long time. That's a long <laughs> Yeah. No, no plans to stay there forever. But in the same way, I don't think I would stay in San Francisco forever. I don't know. I can't think more than like two hours ahead. So <laughs> it's, it's a miracle I even like have gotten this far with planning New York, which I honestly haven't even planned that much of. <laughs> it's mostly been my girlfriend. <laughs> no, I think it's a, it's a, it's a bit, this is a, this is a plus. You live in the moment. You're, you're, you live in the present. Yeah. What do they say? Like time is kind of like a, a river, Marshall, if you think about it. Uh-huh. And I'm just kind of like a boulder. Don't go chase on waterfalls. Yeah. Uh, shit. I know the next <laughs> line. I know the next line. <laughs> Please stick to, to the rivers and streams that you're used to. Lakes, but yeah. Good Fuck. Enough. Rivers and lakes. This has been our TLC. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> TLC on DD. All right. Let's wrap up. Huge thank you once again, of course, to you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please, please, please let us know what you thought. We're on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM. Let us know what you thought of this episode, of the format, of this uh, side project review, how we can make it better. We want to make it better and, and be useful for people. So let us know on Twitter. Of course, thank you to Abstract for making this entire episode possible. Yes, thank you to Abstract for sponsoring this episode. Abstract is design workflow management for modern design teams. Abstract is like GitHub, but for designers. Abstract is your team's version-controlled source of truth for design work. It brings all design workflow into a single unified place for designers and developers and stakeholders and keeps your work moving forward. In just uh, the last two years, Abstract already has over 100,000 users. They're spending less time searching for files and tracking down feedback, and they're spending more time focusing on innovation and collaboration, working on those apps, making things better, and Abstract is the way they do it. So sign your team up for a free 30-day trial today by heading over to goabstract.com and you can get entered into a chance to win $500 credit towards their business plan as long as all you gotta do is tweet at goabstract or tweet at us design details fm with the phrase improve my design workflow that's all you gotta do you get entered into that you get that $500 business plan goabstract.com check out the website it's actually a really cool website thank you abstract for sponsoring this episode thank you abstract Uh, and of course thank you so much to sarah and drew our masters editors producers extraordinaire Uh, both of them make this show possible and make marshall and i sound smarter than we are so thank you once again for another week sarah and drew if you are looking for more podcasts uh, for designers and developers, also produced by Sarah and Drew, go to spec.fm. That is our podcast network for designers and developers just like you. We got a ton of shows on there releasing episodes every week. So go check them out. That's at spec.fm. And uh, give us a follow on Twitter if you want to send us questions or your own side projects or anything else. Uh, we love talking to all of you on the tweets. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's true. This was episode 281. It's a good one. That's fun. I want to do this more often. Uh, like, like I said, when I first started on the show, I want to do more uh, listener feedback, whether that's answering questions or reviewing side projects or anything else. I love this community back and forth aspect of it. This shouldn't just be a non-interactive. I agree. Uh, yeah, 100%. Non-participating. Yeah. 100%. Cool. Cool. So thanks for sending that stuff in. Keep at it. And uh, we will see you next week. I've been Marshall Bach for Design Details. And I'm Brian Levin. This has been Channel 5 News. (laughs) Back to you, Tom. (laughs) Back to you, Bryn. (laughs) Back to you, (laughs) Onik. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Bye.